Halloween usually means at least a few tales out there about the dangers of tampered with Halloween candy. Or somehow people slipping drugs into kids' bags or razor blades and apples, all that stuff. I mean, those stories have been around since I was trick-or-treating back in the in the 70s. Well, last week we spoke with Sylvain Chalabras, as I was mentioning, at Dalhousie University. He, he found that more than 80% of parents will check their kids' Halloween bags for many reasons. Not just for that, there's allergy issues and you just want to make sure everything is what it seems and so forth. Uh, but part of it is, of course, that threat out there. Uh, this year's tales in the States, I don't know if you've been watching this, but rainbow-colored fentanyl pills, that was the big one that would pose a threat this year. How they could actually end up being handed out to trick-or-treaters, we don't know. Uh, that's not at all clear, but that was the scare for this year. Uh, but in fact, like many Halloween candy-tampering scares of years gone by, it probably isn't a threat at all. That's because the stories are basically urban legends dug up around Halloween every year. I don't know this to be fact. I haven't done that research, but Joel Best has. He spent the last 40 years trying to debunk the unfounded fear that bad actors might tamper with children's trick-or-treat hall. And the professor of sociology and criminal justice at the University of Delaware, author of Social Problems and Flavor of the Month, Why Smart People Fall for Fads, joins me now with more. Thanks for your time on this Halloween night. Oh, thank you. <laughs> One of the many calls you get this time of year, I know. This has been a busy year. Why do you think that is? I mean, it, you know, I've been, you know, I grew up in the 70s. I remember the, the scares around sort of, you know, there are all sorts of strange things in the 70s around this very topic. Uh, but why do you think this year has seen a resurgence of it? Well, this year is very different. Um, you know, I've been, I have been giving interviews like this for a long time, like 35 years. And I have research that goes back to 1958. And I can't find any evidence that any child has ever been killed or seriously hurt by a contaminated treat picked up in the course of trick-or-treating, okay? What happened this year was that uh, uh, it, the issue has been, I, I think, politicized, uh, uh, and there was a uh, press release from the Drug Enforcement Administration uh, in August, and and this this was an absolutely ordinary. This was not an alarming press release. This was just the sort of thing that government agencies put out all the time, and it said, you know, fentanyl is being produced in multicolored pills, and we think this may be aiming at uh, uh, younger users. Uh, now, what they're talking about, of course, is they're talking that it's this is an opioid, right? Uh, we're right. talking about uh, young adults, conceivably some really older adolescents uh, who are, are uh, uh, messing around with opioids. Um, but uh, there was an interview uh, uh, where a uh, Rona McDaniel, who's, who's the uh, uh, chairperson of the Republican National Committee, uh, was, uh, uh, she brought this up and she right. connected it to Halloween. And she said, you know, parents have to be worried that this rainbow fentanyl is going to be in uh, their parents or in their children's Halloween baskets. And this got picked up, um, uh, you know, uh, mostly Republican politicians uh, have used this. Uh, you know, it's an election year and, and uh, people are kind of ramped up about it. Uh, this does not strike me as a very plausible story. Uh, I don't think drug dealers are in the business of giving away their drugs uh, uh, in particular, they're not likely to give them away to elementary school age children who, you know, if they were to get addicted, 
uh, would uh, not be able, you know, they don't have any money. Yeah. There's no way that you're going to uh, make a profit from them. And um, so I, I think this is kind of a, uh, an alarmist thing, but uh, people are uh, uh, are agitated about this. And, and there've been a couple of incidents where uh, there the drugs seized. Uh, in one case, they were in uh, a big plastic box that you store Legos in, and, and in the other, uh, uh, they were actually they actually been bagged as as uh, candy, and they were being taken through the uh, screening at, at um, uh, the LAX airport. And you know that that doesn't mean anything. I mean, you know, uh, when drug dealer drug dealers are constantly trying to to conceal. Uh, the uh, the goods as they move them around, you know, and and uh, they, uh, you know, we've had decades of stories about drugs hidden in dolls on airplanes and so on. Yeah, so, you know, so, also, so I don't I mean, think yeah. worry about this. And how many drug dealers put up pumpkins for Halloween? I mean, it, it's it's a part of it. I mean, the part of it sort of defies belief. At the same yeah. time, you know, it, it it's. I mean, you've been doing this for a long. What do you think it is? First of all, you got interested in it for exactly this reason, right? Because there yeah. was this idea that everyone's like, "Well, of course this is true," and you're like, "Well, wait a second, is it?" Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. It it just seemed to me I could not, you know, uh, I couldn't imagine why anybody would do this. Uh, you know, what is the point of giving uh, tampered treats to uh, trick or treaters? And it just seemed to me like it was really implausible, and so I. Uh, uh, and and people, I would say this to people, and they would just get outraged. They would they would say, of course, everybody knows this is true. And so finally, I just decided to look at the press coverage because I thought if this is happening, the press would surely be covering it. And there aren't there just aren't any stories, uh, uh, you know, uh, in particular, no stories about anybody being seriously hurt. So you know, I. I think the best way to understand this is it's a contemporary legend. It's one of those things that we tell one another and, you know, it's not the media's fault. The media doesn't, uh, you know, publicize this. Uh, this is just something that we do to ourselves. We tell one another, oh, we got to watch out and be sure and inspect your kids' treats, et cetera, et cetera. One of the things I found really incredible about this particular um, legend is that how in, it's how enduring it is. I mean, it's been around for many, many years, and it just adapts with the times. Oh, but but that's always true. I mean, that's the nature of legends. Uh, you know, there are uh, folklorists who study legends uh, talk about variants, and you know, we have we have uh, some legends that we tell that are literally centuries old. Uh, so this, you know, we we want to be scared on Halloween. We don't believe in in uh, ghosts and goblins uh, we believe in criminals and so right now we're telling ourselves stories of criminals and and uh that's um you know i think that's perfectly consistent with what halloween's supposed to be you know the the thing that strikes me about this is this is the very best thing in the world to be afraid of okay and the reason i say that is that you know you are imagining that down the block there's somebody who's so crazy they poison little children at random, but they're so tightly wrapped, they only do it one night a year, okay? And so you can, you know, you can manage this. You, you can decide how you want to manage it. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, kids, you can't go trick-or-treating. I have to go with you. We're only going to go to the houses of people we know. We're going to go trick-or-treating in the mall. We're going to go trunk-or-treating in the church parking lot. You know, whatever you want to do. You're right. And then on, on November 1st, the family gathers around the breakfast table and you count noses and everybody's still there. And you can say, 
we don't have to worry about this for another 364 days. Okay, what a great thing to be afraid of. Joel, are you surprised you're the only person who's really sort of spent a long time digging into this? And again, to repeat, you've spent years looking for evidence that this is actually happening and have never found any. Yeah, well, you know, I... I, I spend an afternoon every year doing right, it. Indeed. You know, I just go through through this year's press coverage and I have yeah. a big table and I, I just add this year's data to it. Um, so it's not like I've devoted my whole life to this. <laughs> you wait every but, year for this day. Yes, I know. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I've got this penciled in for, you know, maybe Wednesday of this week. I'll sit down and, and uh, check to see what happened. But, um, uh, you know, it, this this is uh, you know this is a small thing. Okay, I mean, you know, I I I laughingly tell people I'm the world's leading expert on poison Halloween candy because I'm really the only one. Because who yes. else is going to bother doing research on this? And and I don't think there's a better way to do research than the way that I've done it. And so I don't think there's somebody out there saying, "Oh, he really's missed the boat. We need to go at this from an entirely different angle." Yeah, no, I agree. There's been no, you know, yes, in, indeed. Do you think this year, because it's been politicized, I mean, so much has been politicized, but do you think that adds uh, a little more wind in the sails of these of these enduring well, myths? I, you know, periodically, I'll get email messages from people that will, will, will say, well, I just don't believe what you're saying, you know, and that's fine. You know, nobody has to believe what I'm saying. Uh, this year, I've gotten a couple of uh, but I would, you know, people who, who see larger meaning in this, you know, they they, they see uh, uh, the Russians or the Chinese <laughs> or you know, right, some, of some larger force behind the fentanyl menace. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I think the, you know, I don't expect there to be a lot of reports of children receiving fentanyl and, and dying of overdoses. And, and I think that maybe, you know, uh, this will just be forgotten. You know, I don't I don't expect fentanyl to come back next year. I think that that was kind of a, a, a one time one one hit wonder. We'll move off. Of course, there is no problem with checking your kids candy. Right. I mean, it, as you pointed out earlier, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Right. Whatever you want to do to mitigate these fears, then by all means. Yeah, I didn't do it. Uh, you know, I'd done, I'd done the research and I believe my own research and I thought it would be hypocritical to t uh, test it. But, you know, there was a there was a study out of I'm going to I'm going to mispronounce this Dalhousie. Yeah, Dalhousie. Yep. Yep. Oh, Dalhousie. Uh, yep. Dalhousie University last week that said that 84 percent of Canadian parents check their kids candy. Yeah, we interviewed him on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. They check it. I mean, I guess it's, you know, just to see what's in it. My dad used to take the chocolate bars, right? Well, so, right, it was, exactly. yeah. Um, Let's get that dark chocolate out of there. That's not good for you. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's Who put the Toblerone in there? You know, that's the... Uh, um, <laughs> we tell ourselves stories about any of these things. Sort of, it's sort of the human condition to try to be uh, a little more a, a little more risk aware than you probably should be. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that, that probably worked well for us evolutionary, you know, evolutionarily you know we yeah. uh, we we kept our eye out for that leopard and, it, and that was the people that didn't keep their eye out for leopards got got eaten this is a bit different though <laughs> this is a bit different <laughs> well, <it's... laughs> it is uh but again it, it, but it's been must have been a last, last question for you it must have been rewarding to do this over all these years because it is a fascinating subject i've enjoyed it I, I i've enjoyed it and and it is um uh, you know, the the thing is, I've I've learned a lot because you know I really thought that when I started, if I if I 
talked about this in kind of visible venues, people would get the idea that this wasn't a real threat. And, you know, I have been everywhere in the media. And, you know, each year I'll think, you know, it'll be October 15th and I'll think, oh, I don't think we're going to have any calls this year. Maybe it's finally dead. And then the phone rings, you know, and, uh, you know, I get five or six calls. I don't get, you know, th this year has been bizarre. I'm, I'm over 40 calls at this point. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Keep, <laughs> keep trying. Keep trying. Joel Best, thank you so much. Thanks, Ben.